0: ESPN New York tonight with the homie Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Yo, Larry, what's the top story of the day? Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. All right, Chuck, chill out. Thank you very much. Let's talk about the Yankees and their concern for Aaron Judge. Uh, I think he's okay. Hit a solo home run into center field in his first at-bat in the inter-squad game scrimmage this evening. Judge missed full workouts for the last four days. Giancarlo Stanton also went deep in the first off James Paxton. Skipper Aaron Boone was on the Michael K show and gave this update on the Raldis Chapman. You remember him. He's in quarantine after contracting the coronavirus.
1: I don't know, you know, we'll just see. just depends when he's when he's through it, and sometimes impossible to predict if it's going to be a couple of days a couple of weeks. you know who knows I mean, we'll just see I know he's doing well and he's feeling well, but obviously there's a lot of things that have to happen before you get back
0: all right, Aaron Boone. when do you expect DJ LeMayhu back?
1: We'll see. We'll see when he gets here. You know when that is, and he's able to start going. He's he is you know probably at the top of the list as far as guys that I'm confident that's going to come in as ready as he can be. You know he was one of those guys that stayed in Tampa throughout quarantine, was able to really work the entire time, and it's really just been the last couple weeks that he's been home. The the good thing is he's been not sick, so he's been symptom free the whole time, so he's been able to do a little bit. So we'll just kind of make a try and make a really good evaluation about where he's at when he gets here you know we'll build him up properly you know we'll we certainly understand the urgency but we're we'll also you know look out for the best interests of the player and making sure he's he's safely ready to go when it when it's time
0: Aaron Boone manager of the Yankees on the Michael Kay show Michael and Peter asked the skipper are you worried about the COVID-19 virus this season
1: no that said I I understand the risk that's involved I understand there's things that can come up but i i feel very much this is where i'm supposed to be and you know hopefully do my part to to help this be a success and um you know hopefully we as a you know as a sport and and, and in the sports world can do our part and bring in some some level of joy and distraction to people's lives do you
0: find yourself having to remind players of the protocol under covid19
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, one of the roles, you know, certainly that I have and our coaches have. But hopefully we're we're trying to, you know, filter down that the players have as well. And, and to where it's second nature, hey, watch that. Or you're still kind of trying to learn how to live live in this environment. And, it you know, hopefully over time it kind of becomes muscle memory. Like, hey, careful with that. Or you watch that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be... It's got to be a a change for players when they become used to doing things a certain way. Come on, athletes are creatures of habit. And so they like, you know, the repetition of things. They like to feel comfortable with things. And so, you know, having to remind them of what they have to do under this protocol has got to be something that the coaching staff will be doing day after day after day until they really get into the swing of things, especially when they start to travel. That adds another element to this. Speaking of changes, no crowd. So Aaron Boone was asked, are you in favor of pumping in some crowd noise into the old ballpark?
1: I am. I, what noise that is? I'm. You know, uh, I don't know what the right answer is to that. You know, we've been just here in our inner squad games, kind of turning the music down low and keeping that music down. After the first, our first inter squad game, we had just dead silence. It was, it was, it was weird. So we we've gone with the music down low. I know people behind the scenes here at the Yankees are working on things that would be in game things to to keep things a little bit more normal. But I, I yeah, I'm a fan of some some level of white. Noise noise, whether it's crowd noise, whether it's a roar when something good happens. I'd like to see something.
0: I hear that. I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to work as well and how it's going to change in different ballparks in different sports. I know it's only summer camp, but Mets fans held their breath when Jacob DeGrom left one inning, and left after one inning of work last night because of a stiff back. Will he return in time for opening day? Well, that depended on an MRI. The MRA came back clean as Skipper Luis Rojas told the media. He
2: did come to he did come to the facility uh, this morning and met with the uh, performance staff. Um, yeah, I know you got you guys know he got, got pulled uh, uh, after the uh, first inning yesterday with tightness in his back. Um, I mean, I didn't I didn't see him after the uh, the game. I didn't see him this morning either. But that's just where his status is right now. Uh, so we're we're day to day. We're waiting on results. He's getting an MRI. Um, today and we'll, we're waiting on the results. So right now it's day to day and waiting on the on the uh what comes out of that.
0: All right, so now that we know it's day to day and it came back clean, does this affect him starting opening day?
2: Yeah, it's a well, it's a little bit too early still you to uh I mean to make those those decisions. I mean, we're we're waiting on the reassess, we're waiting on the results um, you know, for this weekend and, you know, obviously that will take us to that opening day as well. I mean, it's too early. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it is. I mean, back muscle uh, tightness. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what comes out of the MRI, and then we'll we'll have a uh, you know some the, when we have the results, and we'll we'll share what a plan is of uh, you know how, what Jacob's status is.
0: So we know it's day to day, and it seems like a small issue. But are you a little concerned? You're a little nervous?
2: I mean, right now there's. I mean right now there's it's it's uncertain. I mean him I think he's had some history. I think he missed one start a few a couple of years back, uh, because of back tightness. Um I don't know if this is related. I mean obviously we're gonna find out after uh you know, today, uh the MRI. So, you know, it's that that's where we are. I mean it's it's just too early to really see what we're you know, where where we are with him, with his status. So I think I think after you know, finding out today what comes out of the MRI and, you know, we we'll reassess. We'll talk to the performance staff and we'll see what Jake's status is. And then we can definitely share those uh, those information, that information with you guys.
0: With Mets off the field, Buster Olney was on Golic and Wingle this morning and discussed the Mets ownership situation.
1: We do um, because the, the Wilpon family, saw cats, they they need to sell the team. And they're devoted to the idea of getting this done before the end of the year. Um, they are now into the second round of bidding, generally speaking around baseball. Uh, Steve Cohen is considered to be the favorite. Uh, he has the biggest pile of chips. If you think of him sitting at a, uh, at, a, uh, at a poker table, his pile of chips is six or seven times greater than the people he's going against. If he successfully buys the Mets, he will become the richest owner in baseball, and that would be a game-changer for the sport. It would be a game-changer for uh, for Major League Baseball.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this comes out because obviously Cohen from a strictly monetary standpoint would be the guy. He's the leader in the clubhouse, but everybody knows that the Wilpons don't really want to sell to him. They really would rather sell to A-Rod and J-Lo's investors. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how this goes. And once again, nobody's mentioning SNY. So. As we go further and further into these negotiations, listen. If the Ponds are able to hold on to Sny and still sell the team, that that's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. Turning to the NFL, what does Dak Prescott and Leonard Williams of the Giants have in common? Well, they both will play on the franchise tag in 2020. Prescott not happy, and the Giants, I'm sure, less than pleased. The Giants' high-paid play defensive player is. Leonard Williams, and he's holding a lottery ticket with one more opportunity to increase his winnings. What, are you, what do you mean, Larry? Simple. You see, the NFL Players Association filed a grievance on Williams' behalf to bump his franchise tag salary from $16.1 million slotted for defensive tackles to the $17.7 million for defensive ends. He is declaring that he is a defensive end, not a defensive tackle, and should be awarded the higher salary. Now, arbitration hearing to settle the dispute has been delayed by coronavirus restrictions, according to a league source. Tell you what, Jet fans look like, Joe Douglas won this deal. Two picks, including a 2021 fifth rounder for a player, it turns out, the Giants could have had as a free agent. All right, I promised you last night, more Rangers stories. So, tonight we hear from Minka Zibanejad. He finished with 16 goals and 33 points in 69 games. Finished on the Flourish. And he was asked recently, did that late season surge mean he's taking the next step?
1: I wanted to say the whole season, really, I felt like I took another step right, right from day one. So um, obviously, that's more highlighted of my season, uh, the last little bit there. And uh, obviously, I felt like everything went in, but uh, I felt like I took a lot of steps that season, uh, or this, this season before pause, obviously. and. Uh, throughout the whole thing and then the injury there in in between but I thought um, I'm I'm hoping it's an improvement I don't know if I'm gonna be able to score that rate all the time through a full 82 game season but um, I'm hoping that was proving mostly to myself that I can I I, I'm able to take the next step and um, able to help the team that way so um, obviously that's what I'm hoping for and uh, uh, that's what I'm working towards.
0: All right, it's good. They, are, they will need him scoring to help them go to what uh, Bruce says is a chance to win Lord Stanley's Cup. Rangers President John Davidson was asked, how do you expect the players to adjust to the new changes under this uh, restart? Well, it's certainly different. I mean, when I um, went outside today from the training center, then back in for the practice, I looked outside. It was a beautiful day, and I'm going, boy, it's pretty good for September 15th. <laughs> because that's generally when training camps do start. But for me, it's an exciting time. I, mean, I know that there's a, there's a lot of the unknown out there. I do know again, and I'll say it again, how much work our, our training staff, our doctors, everybody put into the preparation for this. I know the preparation, the Players Association and the NHL put into it. I think once we get to that bubble, it, it may be one of the safer places to be just because of the testing and everything that's going on prior to getting there uh, as a group. So I I, I look at it uh, strongly in that sense. Rangers President John Davidson. That wraps up this edition of Top Stories. Thank you, JP. Thank you, Giselle. And thank you, Kyrie.